Kia ora, my name is Whareru Slicander. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about how the back of my heart has opened and how by doing this and having the power of source energy moving through my entire being and creating a torsion field, it has instantly brought into my life some challenges that I didn't see coming and how I have interacted with those challenges and how I'm moving forward. It's amazing to me how when you have this experience of living from your heart, and I've just recently opened up the back of my heart, which sounds kind of crazy, but I've just recently, last couple of days, opened up the back of my heart. Like, it's easy for me to live from my front, from the front part of my body because I can actually perceive what's coming at me, so it's easy, easier for me to perceive and feel safe opening up my heart from my heart vortex, from my chest, pushing forward into my everyday existence. When I'm moving, I'm moving from my heart rather than from my legs or from my, my hands or my head. I'm actually physically moving from my heart space and pushing that energy in, into the matrix. And my intention with this energy was to break down the walls and also attune to source power. But my back has been closed and I felt that. I felt like my back has, has been, I don't feel safe with the back of my heart being open to reality because it's just felt unnatural to do that. And a couple of days ago, I had an experience where I began to realize I pulled a card from, from my Starseed Oracle cards and it had, feel you're safe, you're okay, the universe has got you, your spirit guides have got you. This card said, the universe has got you, the spirit guides have got you, you're, the source energy has got you on, on this. And it was a beautiful card to pull. Open up the back of your heart because this way you can truly connect and you are safe. You'll let any source energy flow through you completely and wholly rather than having your back of your heart closed and not allowing it to flow through you. So I did that. I opened up my back of my heart. And what happened was quite interesting, <laughs> to say the least. The challenges that have presented themselves to me since I did that have been, uh, yeah, have been quite intense. <laughs> just, just saying, I've had a couple of experiences in the last few days and a couple of level shifts in awareness in regards to certain activities I'm engaging myself in that really kind of shift my, perce- shift my perception of how I even felt three or four days ago. And I want to relate this to you because it's, I think it's really important that people will understand that their, that my experience might translate into their experience and they might get some value about, about how I'm feeling and what's going on for me at this time as I'm going through this process of living my back and my front of my heart completely open to the multiverse of existence and allowing source energy to flow through me. It's pretty trippy, man. But as soon as I did this, in the back of my heart opened up. I had two. I had. I can think of right now, off the top of my head, I can think of three circumstances that happened to me all within short succession. That kind of threw me into a wobbly. <laughs> Woohoo! How do I deal with this? And you know, because before it was quite easy to move forward from my heart because I was, I was approaching situations and circumstances, like I said before, within full view. <laughs> so to speak, but things suck up behind me. Where would you come from? And uh, I've had three experiences in the last few days that just throw me for a bit of a wobbly. Now I start with the first one. <laughs> the first one. The first wobbly was 
I've been hanging out with someone who I've really enjoyed being hanging out with, and I've, I've always, I have not always, ever since I met her four years ago, I held a, I, I was a very different person four years ago. Let's put it that firstly. I was a very different person when I met her four years ago. I was still hanging on to a self identity of being uh, a, a young, a young man. Of course, I'm a young man, but being a, a man that was resonating still from this feeling of an affirmation that I projected out into the world of my own personal self-identity that the most beautiful woman in the world would constantly come on to me for sexual intercourse and I would ravish them in love. That was my projection out to the universe. That was the person that I was being. That was my self-identity. So I met her last year and I thought right away, God, she's fucking beautiful. She's beautiful. And it was more of a, it was a more of a, it was more of a, a balance between me feeling this, deep sexual desire towards her and an attentive light that I held. And also at the same time, this like, oh, there's a romantic desire to be with her in an intimate way that was more than just a sexual intimacy. I wasn't, I had a foot in both camps, right? And when I spent time with her, I was just wishy-washy. And she felt it right away. I'm like, nah, fuck that guy. You can't man up, fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> that's what she said to me just recently you, you weren't manning up so you just fuck off <laughs> which is fair enough too so I got to spend time I got to see her again a few months ago and when I saw her again I was like hey it's really nice to see you again I'd love to spend time with you and hang out with you and to which she said yeah I can, I'm happy to hang out with you occasionally and still, you know, go for walks and stuff so we started to hang out and of course I became a very different person than I was four years ago I'm living literally living from a, a different state of awareness and consciousness and frequency and vibration. I've moved into a deep sense of integrity, a deep sense of vulnerability and authenticity in my life. And those parts of myself I identified myself as being back in 2017, 2016, I can't relate to that person anymore. It's not who I am. So I'm living in this very different energetic frame. I'm holding my space, having a great integrity, having strong dignity, having strong values that make me feel safe but vulnerable at the same time, make me feel authentic and honest and real. And that's what I want to project and that's what I'm being. I am being that person, right? So this is me hanging out with her. And I was, I've been into her for that. I've told her straight up, I'm, I've been into you since I've met you. But I don't know who you are. And I'd love to spend more time with you and get to know you. So I have spent time with her and got to know her over the last few months. And it's been amazing. She's such a cool, beautiful, intelligent, savvy, spiritual, intuitive, grounded, and amazing individual, a human being, and soul incarnate. And I love hanging out with her. She's funny. She's just gold, really. She's just a golden, beautiful soul and a beautiful body. And she's just wonderful to hang out with. No, I didn't see us getting any closer than friendship. I thought there was nothing there. My feeling was, hey, I, I reached out into that space to see what it felt like, and I felt like there was nothing there. It was just void. But I'm not, not saying void as in like, oh, it's devoid. It was just a void, empty space of infinite possibilities. What could arise there could potentially arise there. And I wasn't going to hang on to an outcome. This wasn't about outcomes. This was about me holding presence with this person and enjoying and cherishing her choice to spend time with me, which is where I was coming from, right? So when I... And that was what we've had for the last few months, just hanging out and enjoying each other's company. It's been fucking amazing hanging out with this person and getting to know them. really has been. I've really enjoyed it. It's probably been the highlight of my last couple of months. And my heart's been open to her the whole time at the front. <laughs> Not the back, but the front. And 
I've held that space until my back. I said, right, I feel I feel safe. I pulled the back part of my back, my back of my heart, opened it up, and I feel like completely safe in the space. Now, months before, not months, actually, that's not true. Weeks before, fuck, I get it right. Weeks before, she told me that she was she was in a place where she could see herself having a family, but before she couldn't. She said, you know, before I didn't really see myself doing this, and now I see myself doing this. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, and I've, for many, for, my, for me myself, I've had experiences where I've been with beautiful women that I feel I could definitely start a family with. That way, at some point in my life, I've had numerous lovers or partners in my life that I felt I could have this experience with, but I never went through ahead and did it. Did it. it hasn't been part of my journey and part of my experience. In my body incarnate, I'm, I'm 49. I'm 50 this year, but I still feel like my inner child is who I am. I'm still, I'm still a boy in a, in a man's, 50-year-old man's body. That's how I truly feel, a boy, a 50-year-old man's body. And that's, that's who I am on many levels. So for me to actually think about having, having children now at 50, I've thought about it. When I, mean, I was with Inga, I thought about it a lot. And I thought, well, you know what? With the right person, it would be potential. I'd have that potential. Now I look at my life right now and think, Man, there's no. I'd have to really get my shit together and pull everything into alignment for that to happen with me now to have children. It have to be everything would have to fall into place so quickly for me, financially, where I'd be, where I'd be living, where I'd be staying, the the situation worldwide right now. Things are this. There's a lot of dichotomy as well happening around the world. That's and in, even this country in Aotearoa, New Zealand, that I look at and think, well. Whew, it would be a really tough sell for me to have children now because of the state of the state of the world and the state of where the countries are going. I really want to sit this out and see what happens in the next two or three years before I even consider having children with anyone. If I was going to do it, right? If I was really seriously thinking about doing it at 50, 52, 53, I have to wait and see what happens in the next couple of years because we are really in unknown territory. You know, and I'm also for me, I don't feel 100% fuck yes in that situation. And I'd rather not go into a situation where I was going to bring another soul onto this planet, incarnate, and then be responsible for that soul for the rest of my natural life. No, I'm not a whole body fuck yes, right? So I thought, yeah, okay, it's cool. So we both, we have a situation now where we have, she's def- sort of said that she's interested in this experience. I'm feeling into it. And I feel like she'd be the perfect person. I really feel this. If I chose to have that experience of having children with somebody, I wouldn't hesitate with her. If we got to spend more time together and everything aligned and gelled together and I felt comfortable with the experience and it was a whole body fuck yes, yeah. I think and if she was into it and I was into it, if that was going to happen in a, in a future future date, then that would be like, yeah, I think that that would be okay for me. If everything aligned in every, every single way possible for us, for us to have this experience together and to continue to have it till the time that... I left first or she left first, our bodies, and back to source power, right? And I thought, well, that's something that's not going to happen because there's no romantic liaison between us. We're just friends, and it's perfect. It's perfect, even though I still feel, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, I love hanging out with her. It's awesome. But I'm not looking for anything other than a friendship. I'm just enjoying the moment. So last weekend, last weekend we, we cuddled. We had a few cuddles you know, on the couch, watching a um, movie together on the couch. And I thought it was really nice and sweet and sincere and didn't think anything else of it. I saw her the night after that. 
And we had another cuddle before we left. We held each other and we just touched each other for, you know, held each other in our, our arms in a loving embrace. It was really sweet and beautiful and powerful. It felt really easy and natural. But it wasn't in any way a sexual thing. It was just a beautiful, deep, reverent cuddle, a hug. Like you would hug someone who you cared for immensely. I had to say goodbye to her and I went outside. She goes, oh, can I give her another hug, please? So I said, yeah, no, no. So I gave her another hug. It was sort of windy outside of Wellington. It's late fall. And I was like, are you sure you want to go inside? No, no, it's okay, Far, you're, you're keeping me warm. All right, cool, cool, cool. And I, I let go. I had to push her away and kiss her hand goodnight. And then she pulled me in. <laughs> she reached out and grabbed me and pulled me in for a kiss. And it just took me by surprise. It really took me by surprise. I was like, whoa, okay. And then remember that my heart, back of my heart was open. I was like, okay, how do I feel about this? It was too late. <laughs> it was too late. I was kissing her already. I was like, uh, 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 how do I feel about this? Ah, it's actually quite nice to have a kiss with a beautiful person that I've enjoyed being with and just relax into the experience, Far. Don't get, don't think about it too much. <laughs> And so I did, I kissed her, and it was beautiful. And it was also at the same time for me, it was like, and I, as I left her, I went home, I was, I was like, did that fucking just happen? Did I just experience that? What just happened to me? I was like, did that, was that, did that, it was like so surreal. I didn't, I didn't quite register that it happened. The whole next day, did that happen? Did I, did I, did, did, did we? <laughs> I just didn't know what to make of it. Now, here's the kicker for me. I realized that this last couple of days since that happened that I know I have to have this talk to her and say to her, look, hey, listen, back of the heart open, energy flowing in, source from source energy. Do I feel a whole body fuck yes? Am I, but I have to have a conversation with her now, very one that's honest and sincere and authentic and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to waste your time. I do not want to be the person not to come to be with you and promise you something I'm not going to fulfill, given the nature you're 35 and I'm 50 this year, and you're 36 this year. Of course, your biology denotes that in the next four years or five years, six years, that if you were have to have a child, then that a good time to have a child or children, plural, would be in the next few years. Now, if we are to instigate a potential romance that becomes something more intimate and more relationship sense, I could be, if I said to you now, I'm happy to have children with you, and in two years' time say no, and that would be the thing. My body right now, and my whole body, it's a fuck no. So I have to have this conversation with her. And the back of my heart's open. I'm like, yes, I'm going to move forward from the whole complete being and say, yes, this is an opportunity for me to stand in my my authenticity and my realness and my honesty and say, look, hey, this this is how I feel. I would not want to be in a situation where I was going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. This is how I feel. This is where where my boundaries are. Interesting situation that developed as soon as my heart, the back of my heart was open. Boom! There's a a challenge to me right there. And I embrace it. I fully embrace it. So I had the situation (laughs) ahead of me to have this conversation. And uh, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I'm going to move forward from there and from this place, knowing that this has presented itself as soon as my back and my heart was open and energy is flowing through me and I feel comfortable in knowing that there is, a, there is an opportunity here to be real and honest and authentic and knowing that also at the same time, 
By doing this, I also provide her with the platform and the understanding that she can move forward from there, whoever she chooses to, and she'll know that she'll have me in her life if she chooses to have me in her life in whatever way that she allows me to be in her life. And I want to be a damn good fr- a, a dear friend because the energy we have with each other, our time together is precious to me. I, I adore her. She's amazing. And I just want to be present with that feeling of being with her when I see her. Okay, that was number one. <laughs> number two, number two is that I have been doing a um, a business course, an online business course uh, to to move through into my full time purpose. And part of that business course for me has been opening up to the idea of marketing myself in a very different way by doing podcasts, by doing video casts, coming up from behind the camera, behind the computer screen. Uh, and promoting myself in the world, saying this is what I do, this is what I've done, this is this is my my creation. These are my creations. These thirteen books, well, twelve books now, thirteen books. Uh, at the end of this year, I'll have published. I like to believe. No, I'm going to say now, I've published twelve books by the end of the year. And this is my process. This is what I do. And I wanted to market myself so I can make this into a full time full time hustle. So I became creating income from my book sales. And that's what I've done. I've created these products. Here they are. People are going to buy them. What's going to come of that next? Of course, and my vision is graphic novels for all the books, storyboarding them, and then eventually TV series and film. That is the end game. That's, that's where I'm, my sights are set on. I'm not going to get in the way of how that happens. I'll let the universe take care of that. All right. That's my intention. But this process of marketing that I was going through, this, this, this process of learning skills, upskilling so I could discover how to go into my full-time purpose with these people that were teaching this particular methodology, I was watching some videos on uh, Sunday night. Just gone. And I had this feeling come over me. And it was like it was, I hadn't had it a week before. My heart, the back of my heart wasn't open. I began to feel this. I began to feel this sense of disillusionment at first. It was like, well, I feel as though even though these people are talking about bringing value into people's lives, and they certainly are bringing value into people's lives and their, and their content. They're bringing value into people's lives as, as they are giving us the keys, those of us who bought the course, the keys to, to show us how they themselves have become financially independent, have become abundant, have become have got their freedom back and their time back, and they are doing what they love in a way that brings them great great revenue and also helps people at the same time, which is an amazing and beautiful service to humanity and to those who work they work with. But for me, when I watched this, I had this, and this is more about me than it is about them. I really feel this, but it still happened, and this is what we, this was what I felt. I watched this and thought, there's a huge spiritual ego in this, in this work. There's a huge spiritual ego in this work. And there's certain platforms that they were using, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and they were using these platforms to get their message out there, get, get their work out there, to generate interest, to generate sales, to generate what they call the sales funnel, which, lead, which basically means that you're leading towards a, a closure on a sale whatever it might be. And I felt sick. I felt like, oh my God, 
This feels to me now, looking at this with my back of my heart open, it feels exploitive. It feels exploitive. And I'm not saying that they are being exploitive. I'm just saying my feeling was, it felt like I was in some level, if I took part in this, I questioned myself immediately, am I feeling like if I took part in this and did all this and followed this particular methodology, that I'd be exploiting people? Am I building content? Am I, build, am I, I question my own, my own decision to follow through with what I'm doing even now by having this conversation with, or this conversation, this podcast, doing this podcast right now. What is the value I'm bringing to you, the listener, by making this podcast? What is the value I'm bringing to the person that's watching my videos? I talk about my own vulnerabilities, my own upbringing, my own methodologies, my own attachments, my own attachment styles, my own behaviors, all the things that I've overcome in my life to become the person that I am today and how they relate to my, my work, to my books. You know, I'm looking constantly at how my books, and I'm looking this, and this is the process for me as well. As I go through this process of making the content, there's the process of looking into my works over the last 13 years and how they correlate to my own personal development work in conscious awakening and spiritual awakening and how they can bring value to other people's lives. I'm looking at this going like, am I really bringing value into people's lives? Or am I trying to exploit them in a way that gets me into a place where I feel financially uh, abundant, financially have my time back and my freedom back? Where's the balance here? Is there a balance here? And this is this rocked me. I felt so despondent in that moment, like, oh, my God, there's a degree of spiritual ego in this. Even though I hear what these guys are saying and I see that there is value they're bringing to the, to the narrative in regards to society, they want people to evolve and awaken, and, to, and they're helping people move through that process of evolving and awakening. I also see around this, and this has been happening, you know, worldwide for many, many millennia, that there's, a, there's, there's this divide in society. There's people, like, there's people that have this enormous abundance and freedom and live a life that's almost like a life of Riley, a charmed life. And there's people who are living in abject poverty, and they're creating that for themselves, right? They're, 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 through their thoughts and their deeds and their words and their actions and their, and their projections into the world, they're creating a very different reality. Now, these guys are creating for themselves a, a, a dream life. And now we are, all, we are all creators. I get that. I get that. But my feeling at the time I was watching this last night, Sunday night, was it felt exploitive. I felt like I was going through the process of making myself into this character, being myself, but moving into a place where I wasn't necessarily uncomfortable, but it made me feel like I was, I felt, I'm not saying this particular methodology made me feel this way, I'm saying that I felt, I felt like I was, it, on some level, it felt like I was, a, was this huge spiritual push for a spiritual ego, like, you know, wow, this is how I'm going to become this I don't have my dream life. You know, I'm going to create this by doing this. I'm going to be of service to people by bringing this into their lives and that into their lives and, and showing them how this and this correlate, you know, and then they're going to buy that and I'm going to have this. And it was just like, fuck. Fuck. It was, it was so disheartening to feel that way. And I was questioning it immediately, like going, what am I fucking doing? Is this who 
is this who I want to be? You know, do I want to collect collect a, a number of people that are going to follow what I'm doing? What do I need followers for? And of course, the followers create an email list. If they if they become if they sign up to an email, you can get a free chapter or you can get a free book. Now, I don't want to dig myself into a hole here where people, you know, listen to this podcast and never buy anything that I've written because I'm just telling them to be honest and real and authentic and saying that, hey, listen, what I've created is wonderful. I doubt about it. And I don't want to make anyone feel like that I am trying to persuade them or to, to engage them in a way that's going to make a book sale. Now, that's, that choice is entirely up to you. The person that listens to this podcast, the person that comes to my website, the person that reads my blogs or sees my videos, who looks at my books in the carousel, who chooses to take a free chapter of a book if I ever choose to give one on, on my newsletter, people that sign up to via email. You know, and then, of course, I spam them. Of course, the spamming aspect of, of sending out emails to people's email addresses after they've signed up for the newsletter, spam, 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 and all this, like, you know, and then making it look really like, hey, I want to engage you. I want to want you to buy this because I know you know you got to you know this book's going to help you do this and this and that. It's just like fuck. Is that who I want to be? And I really questioned it. I stood back and went, is this who I fucking want to be? And I was I was dumbfounded. I was dumb. I mean, and this this person that I talked about before, this 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 woman. I'm going to sit down with her and talk to her about this because I really, really trust and I really love her insights and the way that she thinks to see if I'm overreacting or overthinking this or that whether this was actually a chance for me to look at it in a, real, in a realistic way and go like, you know what, back of the heart's open, the energy's flowing through me. Rather than me looking forward, I'm feeling it moving through me rather than, and I can see and I can feel this torsion field moving up and around and through me and moving around and through me through my energetic system rather than just being one way. It's moving actually through me. And it's clear to me there's blockages that might have given me this idea of a spiritual ego. And now I'm looking at it in a very different way going like, wow, this is something completely different now to me. Oops. And it doesn't feel <laughs> – my hands are waving up into a torsion field <laughs> as I was saying that. Woo! Feels good, feels good, and uh, you know I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that fucking prick, that fucking you know that 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 uh, mesmerizes someone to buy my my work. My work is fucking great. The books that I've written are amazing. There's no doubt about it. I'm not just talking that up because I want you to buy them. They have fucking good books. I mean, these are the books that I. This is the kind of shit that I like to read, and that's what I'm saying. In my perspective, my opinion, these books are fucking amazing. Yes, I like people to buy them. Yes, indeed. I like to, to read them and get value from them. Yes, indeed. But it's the question is for me now, how do I go about doing that without feeling like a fucking spiritualized, egotistical wanker trying to suck people into fucking buy my products? And I'm not saying, once again, that those guys are doing that. I'm just saying this is how I feel. I'm being real and vulnerable and honest here. And I'm like, fuck. Where's the line? This is a good question. And my friend I'm going to talk to this week, she will be, I trust her opinion implicitly, and she will be clear with me. I'm sure about it. And give me that perspective that I'm not seeing right now. Now, number three. Oh, boy. Tax 
Government Taxation Agencies, IRD. I absolutely love IRD in this country. If there is a heartless, psychopathic government agency in this country, it's IRD. Inland Revenue Department. They, it's like everyone who works there is bitched up to an, a central AI computer where empathy and, and, and compassion are deleted. The system is this, they, they will always refer you back into the system. It's their job, right? I get it. But they refer you back into the system, which chews you up and, and shreds you and spits you out the other side. Now, let's not forget that a lot of corporations in this country of Aotearoa, New Zealand, a lot of big ones, don't pay any fucking tax whatsoever. A lot of big people in this country who've got bit, who have got really good accountants pay little or no fucking tax. The little guy like me, or the middle guy, or the lower middle guy, or the lower upper guy, they get smashed. We are the ones. The, the middle class to the lower class pay all the fucking taxes. Everyone else above us, eh, they might pay some tax. Some pay, you know, others pay fucking nothing. But they'll come after us hard, real hard, if they want to. Now, my situation is this. My accountants, who I have for Oho Ake, I run that business at a fucking enormous loss. And that's my problem, not theirs, right? I've never marketed my work, really, for 13 years. Never done that. But I've employed four people in my I employ an illustrator for my covers. I employ a web designer, a marketing person. I employ a proofreader and an editor who happen to be the same person now. I employ them all, right? And it would be between 10 to 15K a year for me for the last 10 years. 13 years, excuse me, 13 years. No, no, 2008. Yeah, 2008. So what is that? 13 years. Almost 13 years, right? So I've spent a fucking shit ton of money on this enterprise. Right now, IRD. I've discovered today. Send all my information to my accountant, including emails that should be coming to me first and my accountant at the same time. Right, because you both want to know what's going on in regards to what tax I'm going to pay, student loan repayments. So I have a student loan still, which I have paid most of it off. But the interest, which I accumulated by living, I lived abroad for seven years, and I accumulated almost four thousand New Zealand dollars in fucking interest. It's a joke. Anyway, I paid that off. <laughs> paid it off last year. Well, yeah, last year, yeah, last year, I paid it off last year. So I thought, right, I paid it off. They're happy. They're not going to be on my case for a while. I'll pay back the rest of it when I got the cash. Right. Little did I know, last year in December, they sent my my accountants. Um, I found this out tonight. I sent my accountants a bill for $2,800, right? Because I'd earned so much money last year, so much in regards to enough to pay that money back, according to the IRD. I didn't get the email. I sent it to my accountants, and they sent four more emails to my accountants who did not give me the emails. I got a, a thinly veiled threat and I mean thinly veiled threat from IRD two weeks ago, saying, pay us now or you're going to go to court. And I'm like, pay you for what? What the fuck? And I look at this and, I, and it's like, I owe them 2800 bucks. 
I'm like, how am I going to pay that? I haven't worked. My, I haven't, I haven't, that job and I parted ways at the end of March. I've worked, I've worked all of what, about eight days since that? I've been living on my savings since the end of March. And they expect me to pay 2,800 bucks that I don't have, pull it out of my ass and pay it, pay it to them, right? I've told my situation three times before today. Before today. And they haven't listened to me. Not once, right? So today, with the back of my heart open, <laughs> I get home and I got another email from my ID. I'm like, oh my God. So I okay, go, all right, so I'll give them a call. Now, I was on the phone for an hour. And about 30 minutes of that, of that hour, I was waiting for them to answer the phone. Notorious. Notoriously. I was patient. And the first person I talked to was just, was not listening to a word I said to him. It was so robotic. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That was the, the sound he was making as I was talking to him, right? And then as soon as I finished speaking, he robotically replied to me, you, should, you have to apply for a hardship ground. Hardship relief, excuse me, hardship relief. And I was like, no, you're not listening to what I'm saying to you, mate. That's not going to work. The hardship relief expects me to, to look into my crystal ball and then project my earnings for the next 12 months. Consider that. They want you to project your earnings for the next 12 months. You could have a fucking job before you can project your earnings, mate. <laughs> That's what I said to him. Come on, mate. You've you got to have a job before you can project your earnings. Huge challenge here. I'm not a fan of IRD. I was getting to that point where like, I'm going to, I don't want to snap. I don't want to be mean to this person. He's just doing his job. But, oh, my God, I need someone to listen to what I'm saying to them. I really need you to listen to what I'm saying to you. The challenge is here. Don't be a dick fire. But, oh, my God. It was, this guy was, yep, mm-hmm, 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 back into the system, back into the system, finally back into the system over and over and over again. I'm like, listen, bro, I need you to hear me, please. And it's human to human. Do you understand? No, back into the system. Okay, okay, bro, thank you. Hang up. Call up. Call back again, hoping to get hold of somebody else that actually is going to talk to me rather than talk at me. So I answer, I get this person on the phone. I say to them, hey, look, you know, is it possible to talk to a person further up the line uh, from you? This is my situation, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I'll talk to someone and see if they can get you someone further up the line. She gets someone further up the line, and that person... <laughs> No, it's robotic. It's like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Well, what we need from you is to have a 12 month declaration of your earnings for the next 12 months. Fill up the spreadsheet and send it back to us. <laughs> oh my come on, man. Really? This is how it rolls. Are you, are you wanting to challenge me to the point where I just kind of like snap or what? It's not going to happen. I'm not going to snap. My back of my heart is open. I can feel the love flying through me, man. Look, here's the deal, dude. Just send me through a form. I can pay installments. I'll give you five bucks a week. How does that sound? You know? That's what I'm going to give you. Five bucks a week for the next 20 years. <laughs> These people are like, it's just the system is, is the system, I think, especially with government and the departments, it's just out to rape you. <laughs> it's not being harsh or horrible. It's just set up that way so that you do not have, you don't matter. And this is one of the things I was like, okay, this is me. I have to infiltrate this situation with love. My heart's open at the back. I'm not going to get angry, even though I loathe this department. 
purely for that sake alone, that they are just out to get me my money. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just a, I'm just a, a, a battery that creates energy, and that energy becomes money, and that money they want to take off me. That's it. You're a, you're a cog in the machine. That's how we're going to treat you. And it's a challenge to see, to be, to be seen that way. When you, when you all you want to be seen as is not a number, not as four nine nine one nine one three one. That's my ID number, by the way. Don't, don't use it. <laughs> but I want to be seen as a human being. I don't want to be seen as a fucking number. But no, no, no. Four nine nine one nine one three one. That's who you are. It's stunning. And I was like, okay, back of the hearts open. They've sent me through the email. I can apply for the installations, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give them fucking five bucks a week. That's because two reasons. One, because that's what I'm going to give them until I can afford to give them more, and that's that's the situation. That's what they're going to get from me. You know, I'm being I'm being that's as best I can possibly do at this time in my, in, in my experience. And that's how I, that's where I feel most comfortable giving them five bucks a week. And when I can give them a thousand dollars or two thousand eight hundred bucks or two thousand dollars and twenty cents or whatever I need to pay off, and I can do it like that, I'll do it. I'll pay it off, and then I'll be off my fucking case forever. And that'll be it. That'll be it. And then I'll pay my tax like I do every year, like a good citizen. But you know that was a really big challenge for me. It was really like I am doing my best to be a good human. Why am What's this challenge coming to? I've had three big challenges in the last three days. Back of the heart's open. I'm having this experience. What's going on here? Why am I having these experiences? And I really feel this. I feel as though the more you are resonating and the more that you're opening up your heart chakra to the multiverse of existence, these challenges come to you in order to say, hey, are you sure you're you're this guy? Are you sure you're resonating in this way? Are you sure we can't drag you back into a place or drag you into a place where you are going to be that guy rather than this guy? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, no, no, no. I said, no, no, no. I am reson- I'm going to resonate here and there's nothing that you can do that's going to drag me back into becoming that guy. I'm going to walk my integrity. I'm going to walk my talk. And, and if you want to challenge me, and if I perceive this to be a challenge in these ways, I'm going to look at you right in the eyes and say, not going to happen. Not going to happen. That's it. End of story. Move along. And so I will. And so I will. I'm going to move forward with my heart open at the front and the back. <laughs> and I'm going to move forward with these, with these, into these situations. I'm going to evaluate each one. As I move through, as I as I address them, and I will address all three of them this week, this week, and it's important that I move from this space because this is the person that I want to be. So, it's interesting. I'm wondering where I'm going to be in regards to my books, my marketing processes. If I'm going to be, if I'm going to be a person that's going to be more in front of the camera, like I, I've been enjoying my experience of doing videos, making videos, making content on videos. You know, and I get into sometimes I get into a flow state, and I feel really good about what I'm saying, where I'm coming from, and the insights that I'm getting from doing this process is, has been amazing. I have struggled to make a podcast in the last week because of the nature of my my situation in regards to what I've been doing the last few days in the last week. I've been doing a lot of blogs, writing blogs, doing videos, and also doing a lot of other things as well that I had to, to take care of behind the scenes in regards to making things 
making the cogs of the wheel of my marketing processes begin to turn. So I've had a chance to go into a podcast and do a podcast, which I wanted to do for a week, and this is one of them. I'm going to do another podcast shortly about something completely different. But it's been really tough to, to find the time to do this. And you know, I, I love doing podcasts because it gives me a chance to actually talk about things and be real and authentic and give you a longer, a longer interaction with me and you get deeper insights into the person that I am. Not because I want you to buy products from me, but because this is me being authentic and real and honest and open and being like, yeah, this is me. This is who I am. And it's really important to me to feel that, that I can interact with them. You can get a better understanding of who I am, what I'm going through in my everyday life or what I'm going through in regards to my creative processes or what I'm going through in regards to my marketing processes or my, or my, love, my love affairs or my intimate relations with people or how the person I'm becoming and how maybe you can find some value in what I'm saying to you. You can understand that in the situations that we have, our greatest challenges are opportunities for us to be better people. And mine have come thick and fast in the last three, four days since I've had my heart back in my heart open. And I'm wondering what's next. <laughs> I'm prepared for it. You know, I am prepared for it. I'm just going to be able to sink into this space and let it come. Let it happen. I'm going to let go. That's the most important thing here. Let go. I'm not going to hang on to this trauma <laughs> that's taking place. Thanks for listening. Matewa. We'll talk again soon.